Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betty Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Just poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. It's episode 90, season 5, which is episode 1 of season 5. But uh, it's ridiculous because no one ever thought it would last more than the nine episodes until Greg made us better. And, uh, and it turns out that it did. So this episode is breaking into the nineties. And the reason I chose that is because there's a yearbook that my siblings had when they were in high school that has a page dedicated exactly to that. And I was like, Oh, that's very sweet. I like scrapbooking yearbooking. And so this whole pre conversation just made me super excited. My name is Jonathan and I'm coming to you from Epping, New Hampshire, where seven people live. Oh, that's delightful. My name is Josh, and I am coming to you from Westland, Oregon, where upwards of seven to 8,000 people live. This is Greg in Northwest Portland. Jonathan, you're welcome for making your podcast sound better. All of our listeners, I'm sorry this has had to go on for so long. <laughs> where are you coming from? Oh, I'm in Northwest Portland, as usual, down in the soggy bottom. Today we're going to be talking about some roster moves. We actually have roster moves to talk about in the Timbers land. Uh, some random stuff around the Timbers universe. If we have time, we might talk about some FA Cup stuff. But before we talk about anything else, we have big stuff to talk about with the Thorns. And because we are all terrible Thorns fans, we brought on recurring frequent guest, fan favorite, friend of the podcast, Rebecca. And uh, condolences. I'm condolences on Randy's passing. I'm really sorry, but I'm (laughs) glad to help you through it and be here for you. Yeah, it's been hard. I feel bad for Gretchen. (laughs) Wait, Rebecca, where are you coming from? Uh, Northwest Portland. Uh, I can smell Soggy Bottom from here. Can you give us exact street names? Why would I do that? Maybe house numbers? Do you yeah, have, what's your social? Five, <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. This is very exciting, and it's nice to um, spice things up in the podcast bedroom. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I think we're all – oh, Greg has sent in-the-moment feedback. Rebecca. Yeah. Can you turn up your microphone, please? I'm going to try. I put it, it's not a big deal if you can't, because I could fix it in post. But the whole reason I typed this, Jonathan, is so <laughs> that you didn't have to stop with the episode. God, so dumb. To read it out I want loud. The listeners, I want the listeners to enjoy what we are also enjoying. Like, I mean, that's not an unreasonable thing. Yeah. We're not enjoying it. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Jonathan, I thought you just thought I couldn't read. So, <laughs> it's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Greg, for uh, ruining the flow of the episode that we were enjoying. Can we just say about me making the podcast better? 
Uh, well, clearly incorrect. So, Re- Rebecca, yeah, uh, I, I think we're all excited at the official sale of the Portland Thorns to the group that I can never pronounce their name from California, but would love to hear your perspective, and uh, and then we're going to ask you questions. Oh God! Well, I'm I'm totally ready for that. Uh, well, what I'll first say is that it was a hell of a gift for my birthday. Uh, thanks, uh, Merritt, for finally getting through and giving me the gift of a lifetime. Uh, getting the fuck out. It's great. Um, I, Yay. I think I just saw Gab's interview. Uh, I think it's really great to just say cautious optimism moving forward. Uh, it just took so long. I don't think any of us really believed it was going to happen. But, uh, but here we are, uh, 2024. Um, I don't know. Let another team do something stupid for once. Oh, no, I think we, we're going to take that uh, on the chin for the next 10 years. I can't wait to find out other stories that happened uh, that have happened when they eventually surface, uh, you know, three years from now. Like, we'll all be in like our honeymoon phase. It'll be USA World Cup. And we're going to be thinking, OK, he's going to sell the, the timbers. And then something else is going to come to light. And we're going to relive this same nightmare. And it's going to be fun. Well, welcome to being a woman, I guess. I mean, this is kind of the standard thing that happens. Um, uh, Josh, Greg, and I do have breasts, so we're kind of on the way there. Um, and um, so, understood. Yes. <laughs> so, I uh, I pulled some interesting stats from, and I, Rebecca, I shared uh, with you the link I was looking at on TransferMark, just because I found this mind-blowing Oh, the Thorn sale price is $63 million, which is a lot of money. And I would like to ask you, Rebecca, do you know how much Wrexham sold for when it was purchased by the, the Hollywood duo? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm a Shrewsbury fan through and through. I have no idea. They'll never be purchased. Uh, do, yeah. Do you, do you have a guess of how much Wrexham sold for? I don't, but I know that. I mean, I know it's obviously the sixty-three million is a end of a sell record, and I know that uh, it comes with having to build a whole damn facility. So that's that. It's more than that when you really think about it, right? So yeah, Rexham, what are they worth? Twenty? I don't know. They no sold for two point five million dollars <laughs> to the Hollywood duo. Um, so. Oh. To put that in perspective, okay, the next thing we're going to talk about in terms of sale price is Ipswich Town Football Club, who is now in second place in the championship. And uh, they were, yeah, what do you think Ipswich Town sold for? I'm going to caveat this with some, some stats about Ipswich Town. They were the equivalent winners of what would be the current Champions League in the late 70s and early 80s. They used to win the FA Cup. They were a Premier League powerhouse um, and have a very storied history. Um, and oh, she just acted like she was falling asleep. Are you kidding me? Oh, they y'all can't see this on the on the video. What what do you think Ipswich Town sold for two and a half years ago? Two tractors and a pack of cigarettes. They were in. They were in League That's One. Not wrong. Going in now, they're in the Championship. But they weren't yeah. one, and no one knew if they were getting out of League One. So that's three mm-hmm. leagues down. Forty-two Any guesses? pounds. 
Yeah. Uh, it was a pack of roll your own cigarettes. Um, and, uh, yeah, the tractor boys, $52 million. So, and they're uh, like a, a known name. Yeah, it's not a it's not a small club. Like there's like even in League One, they were still having thirty thousand fans come out to games. Um, and so, and then the last one that that Josh put in here, okay, Chelsea <laughs> Football <laughs> Club last season, what did they sell for? <laughs> the lives of slaves in the Middle East. Oh no no no! Oh, These are the this is Russians. I mean, come on! Oh, oh right, oh. Russians. Yeah, oh, sorry. Uh, the other oil money. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, I don't know what people's souls are worth, but uh, five point four billion po- uh, dollars. Uh, four point two billion pounds. But it's. I mean, obviously, you know, you can't compare uh, anything to say like the top five in the Premier League or the other major leagues across the globe. But the fact that yeah, the Thorns have, oh, I know, right? The Thorns selling for sixty-three million in comparison to other teams is is just insane, and it says a lot about like what the NWSL is becoming, um, and a lot about what, uh, value is there for, you know, yeah. say a business owner, but also the following of a, of a specific team. And I would love to see the numbers. I'll never release it, but I would love to know like the increase in, in ticket sales or memberships like post announcement of the sale of the team. But I think it's remarkable, uh, that the team is valued at $63 million. It's a huge number, and they're going to do so much, you know, like just for just NWSL in general, I think it's going to skyrocket just because of something like that. People are going to take them seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, not that they don't <laughs> take them seriously, but like now they're like a heavy hitter. <laughs> well, now they're I mean, a heavy hitter? Now. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just another me- thing that people can measure. You know, it's, you know, it's. We need those numbers, I guess, to really make us feel loved. I don't know, but it's I, I, I'm just thrilled. I'm just excited. Yeah, I have one more. On. No, no, one more, one more trivia question. Um, I said move on. It, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you said move on, and I was assuming I you team. meant about the team, but it was perfect timing for another trivia question. Um, I feel like I put you on the spot, so now it's Greg. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Greg. Greg. With a sale price of $63 million, I know that you have access to the agenda, so this isn't really, really a test. Um, uh, What value does that place them globally in terms of team sale values? Hmm. Well, that must be the 90th most valuable, Jonathan. Wow. I'm really impressed that you knew that. Um, when you take that into con- actual consideration, the Portland Thorns are the 90th most valuable team globally. Um, and right. that is freaking wild. Um, so even though Merritt Paulson sucks a big f- – oh, yeah, I probably can't say stuff like that anymore given my current positions. Um, even though Merritt Paulson 
is a person that we all do not admire. Uh, he built a, an enterprise slash empire of a NWSL team. And now like the power of that team is amazing because it can come back to the fans. And again, as you said, cautiously optimistic, but super freaking exciting. Um, what, um, what, what are you most excited about for the new ownership group outside of it not being Merritt Paulson? I mean, I do appreciate that it's it's going to be women-led. Uh, you know, the sister of the, the family is going to be kind of taking charge. Um, that was something that I guess they were looking for for the deal, uh, in addition to being allowed, being able to afford to build the the uh, extra stuff, all this, all the training facilities and whatnot. Um, I'm just looking forward to finally being able to, you know, get into the game with, with new players. Uh, there was a bunch of news released today and they had, they roped Nadia Nadim into this. So that was kind of cool. Uh, did you see that video? Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's Nadia talking on the phone saying, Oh, you're going to love Portland. And they just released the name, uh, it's another Danish player, so uh, woohoo! Finally, getting some, yeah, I just, some roster action. <laughs> I just saw that. Um, I don't know if anyone here listened to the latest um, soccer made in Portland, but they have a lot of discussions about the Thorns now being very behind the eight ball when it comes to roster moves this off season, losing a lot of players, and whether or not they can lock up, say, Sophia Smith. Um, to a long-term contract. I think she had like a year and a half left. And um, <clears throat> so it'll be super interesting to see uh, if this ownership group really steps in and invests. And I find this like interesting. So like in the beginning of MLS, it was, you know, not lots of big money. Uh, and, but, you know, people coming in and having a little bit of fun and tinkering. And as it's grown into now, it's like, I forget, like, what the expansion fee is for MLS. It's like $600 million or something to get a team. I forget what, like, Charlotte paid or whatever. Um, to think about now with NWSL not only having expansion teams, but people buying out other owners. Like, they have to be coming in prepared to, to spend some serious money to get in some big names. And... Uh, it's like a little bit behind the eight ball when it comes to like Gotham right now where they've been cleaning house. Um, ooh, yeah. Oh, you got, you got kind yeah. of a head, a head shake, <laughs> not a nod. I mean, the issue is obviously they're, they're, they're filling up their team. They're, they're getting all these big signings. Um, but the thing is, is that look, we don't want to bring Sonnet back. We've, you know, we know what's going to happen there and it's not going to get better. Um, you know, and I think Rose Lavelle, like, okay, the Thorns want Rose. It look, it'd be delightful, but ultimately, uh, she's injured a lot, and I don't. I think that I think we need to go from for some younger players, some some players from elsewhere. Uh, we need to kind of change Rose. it up. Yeah. I want Rose in PDX now <laughs> <laughs> for always. She can live here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Gotham did have problems with, you know, housing their 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 players a long time ago back when they were in Boston. But I don't think that's I don't think they're gonna let that go, bud. So do you think this is like a whole new second round of like a second round of funding where now people are gonna start dropping lots of money and all those initial owners are gonna step out and sell and the new group is coming in and new facilities because we are losing players to European and British leagues and we're, you know, that's 
obviously we have to play overseas so we can stay competitive in the like world market, but we need to work on this league. This league was starting to fall a little and it needs to get back up there to number one league. Cause like, isn't the women's super league in England like the biggest now? Yeah. Um, the English premier league is getting so much press in comparison to what it uh, used to get the English women's premier league. And that was like every press release for Tottenham always includes uh, a bit about um, uh, the women's team. And then if anyone watched the welcome to Wrexham documentary season two, they regularly feature the Wrexham women's team. Uh, I know how much Rebecca and Greg hate Wrexham. Uh, Greg, I think hates almost everything uh, in the world in general, but uh, Greg is like a cool eight-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Because I have a tiny (laughs) pee-pee. Yeah. And you do cool dances. Yeah. I see that makes us some creepy old fuckers, then. Yeah, it does. Eight-year-old friend. Here we are. Yeah. That was uh, like. Oh, sorry. Go. No, no. You go. You go. It's not just like Tottenham, like everyone, you know, at yeah. first it was like the the women's leagues had their own separate communications and you had to like hunt them down and follow them and this and that. And now it's like all these big clubs, all their newsletters are just involving the women's leagues, the youth leagues, like people are going to like just all these different games now because a lot of people can't even afford to just, just go to the men's game and the women's cheaper and they're filling stadiums. They're playing in like the, you know, like the in quotes, like big boy stadiums, you know, like that were built for these premier league clubs, but they're also generating the fucking income now. Like it's it's not just the price of going to matches. The on-field product is quality. It's that's what I was getting to. It's, it's complete quality. at this point. (laughs) We totally believe you. (laughs) I think NWSL is better than MLS. (laughs) I, too, though there's a lot of like smaller teams building and uh women's teams as well i mean we see it here with usl too but shrewsbury's women's team is kick-ass like the scores that i mean we can't watch matches of course uh but the scores are you know six nil nine nil seven nil like are they in the premier league or they're the league like the top flight leagues no. Like, are they getting paid? Because that's what I found out from Wrexham. Yeah. Like, with a lot yeah. of these, like, the lower league teams don't even get paid. That's Not only do they not get paid, they cannot pay their players. Like, Wrexham's right. women's yeah. team last season was – it's kind of like PDXFC where it's like they didn't have the ability or mechanism to pay them. And once they hit the, the next tier up, which, spoiler alert, if you didn't watch season two, they do. Um, and – uh, it's a very, very emotional story. Their main striker is this badass girl who works in a jail. Um, and um, she's cruising down the pitch, man, scoring some pretty sick goals. I was Unlike more hooked on watching Shrewsbury. that part of the docu series than the men's side. Yeah. It was like I could Brianna. do a whole thing just on that. It was so great. Yeah, Brianna got um, – she was starting to get pissed where it kept going back to the men's part. She's like, the women's story is way more interesting at this point. <laughs> um, but uh, did you – Rebecca, did you do some journalism? Do we know what league the Shrews women are in? <laughs> it, no, it just keeps taking me everywhere. 
it's yeah. very frustrating. Uh, yeah, zero it's, internet presence. It, it's kind of tough. And when I was looking through like like Twitter, just trying to find like the scores uh, during last season, it was very frustrating. Yeah. Well, again, like all of this in terms of you know the thorns and this exciting news, the growth of the women's game. And I, I think it's just going to continue and continue, uh, to, uh, to grow. And I really hope it'd be kind of fun. I don't know if there's going to be a push for it, but with the new ownership group to get a, um, a sold out stadium for like the opening match, I'm going to have to imagine there's going to be a push for that. Um, uh, I mean, that would be very, very exciting. Although I have a lot of questions about the actual finances involved in terms of the, the lease agreement to get Providence Park. Like, I wonder if they're doing a percent, if they're doing a flat rate, um, like X amount per game, or it's like if the, an X, like a percent of ticket sales or both. Um, and it will be very interesting if any of those types of details leak. Um, just because I am heavily intrigued on what they're having to do to continue to get that because uh, the Paulsons don't strike me as reasonable people in terms of their A, behavior, and B, uh, negotiating. Um, so, but um, do you – all right, last question for you for, for this specific topic. Do you see any potential pitfalls happening uh, based on the sale to a new ownership group? Is there anything that concerns you? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, they're real estate people. So I think they do kind of, they can probably go toe to toe with, with the Paulsons. We'll see, you know, they have more business acumen than I think we realize. And it's kind of tough to find if you look. And, um, the only sports ownership they really have is Sacramento Kings. And that's been a relatively new, you know, and they're part of an ownership group there. So this is kind of, I don't know. I mean, are they prepared to, do they know what they're getting into? Um, are they prepared to run this league the way that it needs to be the team, you know, the league says, yes, you know, we'll see what the team says, but, um, are you ready for this Shrewsbury town title? It is the Western Midlands regional women's football league premier division. Okay. Premier division. So they are getting paid. Good. They're probably making more money than the the men's league. Yeah. I, dovetailing off of what Rebecca was saying about the new owners for the Thorns, I almost wonder what their angle is because mm-hmm. with their ownership of the Kings, uh, and she mentioned they're real estate people, and I have not been there personally, but every anecdote I've heard about people who have gone down to see Sacramento Kings games, what are you laughing about? I can't wait for you to make a joke about Sacramento. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't going to make a joke. I can if you'd like me to. No, I'll do it for you. Keep going. If you go down, everything I've heard anecdotally is they have developed the area around the stadium a ton, and that serves their real estate investment purposes. That's not really an option at Providence Park unless you buy places out and bulldoze them. So, like, I'm kind of wondering what this new group's angle is. It would be an option if they made a specific stadium, but is the revenue there to create a specific sta- a stadium with real estate around it? That's, that's a lot I, of money. Like, you I don't do think, that for, like, the NBA. I don't think any business person worth their salt is going to 
move a team even within the same city when they're already getting record attendance. Yeah, like, this I don't, journalism's. I don't know the actual numbers, but it's arguably the most popular team globally for for women's soccer, or the most well known um, and the highest attendance. And uh, and I imagine concessions and you know uh, all the above merchandise. Like they are, um, it, it, if it's not number one, it's certainly in the top three. Um, and. But that's a good question, Greg. I didn't even consider that in terms of their investment uh, angle. Um, I'm just gonna, I mean, if, if they buy the Mac and bulldoze it, it'll be, all be worth it. <laughs> Could <laughs> you imagine? Um, yeah, <laughs> the Probably Illuminati would show up at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to say that I just found something that sounds like they do actually have a little bit more going on. Uh, the Sacramento River Cats AAA Baseball Club. Oh, uh, yeah. Stockton Kings NBA G League Club and Kingsguard NBA 2K Esports team. Very exciting. Um, I mean, they're obviously, this is something they're trying to get into, and they do a lot of consumer brand investment stuff. So I think that they, I think they're, they might be a little savvier, maybe. You know, maybe get us some get us some good sponsors. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Are there any Could ideas about where a training ground's going to be? I haven't seen a, a thing Let's, about that at all. Next next time Liam takes pictures on his boat, he's going to be wearing the swim trunks from their parents' swimwear company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And probably true. Um, Lake's and, right now. So yeah, no, maybe a little no nut will Liam pop out the bottom. Yeah, if we're lucky. Uh, yeah, uh, no, that's yeah, that's super exciting and interesting to see what they do. And again, I like in my job. We were always doing like five year, like you know, LRPs, or they say like long range planning or like projections about what we're gonna, you know, what's the goal or a five year ROI concept. And I would love to see what how they bake in the value of say the women's World Cup. Um, and, uh, into what the potential valuation of a team could be. And again, you know, in the beginning, like the question was, is the league going to be stable? Will it fold? Like, you know, they've tried this before with multiple different attempts. And it's the same thing as MLS from before where, uh, it took hold and they put in some crazy rules to make it work. And it's the same thing with NWSL, but again, a team for $63 million, um, is, insane uh well you're also and, not dropping that money unless you know something's going to happen a hundred percent um totally totally agree but yeah this is uh when is the opening when is opening day they haven't oh. announced the schedule yet yeah oh, and they usually take their lot, sweet Greg. time in doing so sweet sweet time sometime in march timber yeah march march timber april february yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone who can't see the, the video who is listening to this, Greg has had like resting bitch face for the last 30 minutes. And I, are you constipated or are you just angry or? No, he doesn't like me. No, oh. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> he's, he's playing Rocket League. He's playing 100% playing Rocket League. Um, yeah. Wait, I guess. Now that Randy's not here anymore, um, uh, and someone has to hate everyone, someone has to hate Josh. So I guess that's your new job, Greg. I don't want to hate Josh. I like Josh. 
Aww. Yeah. Except like when except when he's mean on the internet to me. <laughs> he is <laughs> so regularly don't, mean. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a daily occurrence on the internet uh, in our chat thread um, where Josh says, I think some of the most hurtful dismissive things. Um, and it's, it's like, it's kind of like a hit soundtrack on repeat. Uh, and- <laughs> I mean, you should hear him at 6am. Was- <laughs> oh, you know what? I know we got to talk about the timbers, but I think we should just cover the FA cup stuff really quick because it's really fun. All right, and- do it. Yeah. Um, Josh, this is your, your update. And you actually, for for the record, hold on, Josh, before you start reading, he was in the agenda and updating things and adding new information, which is, I think the third time in what is now 90 episodes that I've seen that happen. And I I was, you just never see it. (laughs) I was flabbergasted by your effort. Yeah. Randy's not here. Randy's not here to delete it as soon as he puts it on. Spend no time on that. Okay, so we all went to Goal, beautiful, wonderful Goal, to watch FA Cup on set Sunday morning, and we posted about it, and no, none of you showed up. So fuck all of you, <laughs> all of you that are listening right now. How dare you not show up to watch Shrewsbury versus Wrexham with us <laughs> at six in the morning? At six at in the morning. At a bar that couldn't serve booze until seven. Exactly. And we were all just waiting till right after halftime. But let me give you some FA Cup updates. Um, Shrewsbury versus Wrexham was a delightful match that I only fell asleep (laughs) twice during. And Wrexham ended up pulling out the victory 1-0. Well, before really quick about that game. So uh, I'm on the East Coast. That game didn't start until nine. So I woke up at like maybe eight fifty two and stumbled downstairs and uh, put it on TV. Um, Shrewsbury dominated that entire game. Dominated. I didn't even want. Yeah, there were maybe like four or five like bits of possession where Wrexham had it where they could muster up something, but it was absolutely um, a blowout for Shrewsbury and they could have scored twice and they should have scored twice in second half stoppage Maybe time. Even more. Yeah, it was, I mean, there were two sitters like open net could have um, yeah. uh, had oh, they just thought about that. Don't even get me started on that. One. We're all like, <laughs> we all almost left. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was sad. Uh, however, if Shrewsbury was owned by the Hollywood elite, uh, they too may have a documentary and a global fan base, and maybe that little spark of magic um, that could have uh, had they're them being bought by Spinal Tap. Yeah, <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, yeah. Real quick, a lesson for the listeners: the Shrewsbury Wrexham rivalry goes back about a hundred years. The last time they faced each other was sixteen years ago. Shrewsbury beat them uh, at the Gay Meadows three nothing, which was in the last season before Wrexham got relegated into the long, long. Uh, st- oh, they spent not, out in the national weeks. non-league. Yeah, non-league that is football. A fun that, fact: Wrexham were relegated at the end of that season, so this was the first meeting between these two despicably hated rivals in it 16 was, years. 
One of my most favorite bits of that entire game was when uh, the ball went out uh, and Wrexham went to go throw it in, and the Shrewsbury guy just totally grabbed the uh-huh. the, the Wrexham dude's <laughs> arm so so he couldn't throw it. Like it was, I've it was such a fat bowl move, um, and uh, uh, I, I loved every second. And then uh, Rebecca and I did discuss this, and I'm curious as to hear your two um, opinions. And Rebecca, you believe that Paul Mullen should have been shown a straight red for his um, studs up arm challenge to the keeper of Shrews. Is that correct? I mean, there was, there was something before that too. He was he was clogging up, holding holding back the the striker. There was all sorts of stuff going on, and it just seemed like something should have been pulled. There should have been a card at least. Like there, I don't think a red, but yeah, there I should have been a card. A so, yeah. there's an argument to be. Boot- there's an argument to be made for a red because his studs went into the arm of the keeper. You could also argue the keeper was on his way down at the same time, so it was just like bad luck, and that's how they came together. Okay, but the way he was just grabbing onto the defender's arm and hauling him down right before that happened, you have to show at least a yellow. It's one yeah. or the other. You can't do nothing. But in the replay, his boot did hit something and then like turn up. When he yeah. made contact, he didn't like naturally make con- like, I don't know if he was going, it happened so fast. I don't know if he was going for actual contact, but you know, these guys actually train for that stuff. So to make it look fake. So who knows? Yeah. I, what I would say in that instance is he knows the keeper is going for the ball. Um, and the keeper has a good chance to get it. He does get blocked off by a defender, but that I, I'd say it's at least a yellow. Um, and, um, uh, whether or not there's contact and whether or not it's specifically intentional, he knows he's going for a keeper that you can't foul. So um, that is at least a foul um, and should be should be a yellow. If he had kicked him in the face, maybe a red. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, it was a. I'm sorry for you, Shrews fans, because um, that's a, it's a disappointing moment. Um, it was sad. Our one match of the year that we actually get to watch, you know, yeah, but you know, and you know, it was going to be televised and to a huge audience, you know, it was like, it was a good match to, but not a good match to lose. But so at goal, no, what was the attendance at goal? How many people were there and how many were for shrews versus um, eight people there? Six of us were for shrews. What the hell was that? (laughs) It's his dad, I think. Oh, that was my dad walked in. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. There was like, yeah, like eight people there and six of us were for shrews. I think there were nine, right? Yeah. There was was like nine. Yeah. There was 10 people there and eight of us were for shrews. Yeah. Who else? Who else was there for shrews? Anyone we know? No. Oh. Yeah. But nobody we need to name on the podcast. No one. We need a name on the podcast. Friends. Friends were there. Yeah, but there was oh. a dude there for Man City. There was a dude there for Leeds, and those were the only non-Shrews people. Was that the dude there for Man City? Was that Lionel? No, no. Lionel didn't show up. Yeah, because oh, wait, that's like his friend's what? bar and his team, and he didn't show up to the. He was promoting it on Facebook. He did not show he up. I did have a moment where I was watching it, and I realized that uh, I was sitting there watching the match at the same time as Rob McElhaney and actively rooting against Rob McElhaney, and that felt pretty good. You Okay, you can hate Ryan Reynolds all you want to. Hating yeah. Rob McElhaney is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Always I hate sunny both is of them. 
Oh, geez. You're like a, the worst fucking hipster ever. Um, <laughs> I'm so angry. Anything enjoyable is... Uh, yeah. Man, green day. Right. Yeah. They, bought the, they bought the wrong club. They bought the wrong club. Oh, God. Who cares? Someone else will buy them. Now all the actors want to buy clubs. So yeah. Well, and that's, that's the dumb shit, is all these international Wrexham fans that are only fans because of the documentary, it wouldn't matter what club they bought. It's just the club they bought. They're not Wrexham fans. They're Greg, Ryan oh and Rob fans. God, that's sport dude. in general. That's sport in general for anywhere where you don't live. Look at it's all the like, the what Kansas City fans now because of Taylor Swift. You think any of those pe- – their probably merch sales are in the billions now uh, because Ke- of that. Kelly's sister is one of those people. See? Name three oh. people on it. I can't even name three professional f- football players. Like yeah. I don't give a fuck. Um, uh, Dan Patrick Marino, <laughs> uh, Joe Montana, uh, and Emmett Smith. Yeah, yeah. OJ was pretty dope. OJ, um, <laughs> Bo, Walter Payton. Yeah. Oh, Walter Payton. Yeah. Bo, um, Bo knows who's Bo. Bo, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. He played baseball and NFL, and so Deion Sanders. Okay, we got and some. Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan did too. <laughs> <laughs> Michael he Jordan only made it to like baseball and basketball. It was like double A or triple A for Jordan. Um, this episode sucks. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, okay, next. All right. Yeah, next. God, Greg. God, he's such an asshole. Okay, next is um, Wibbleton Ipswich. Ipswich Ooh. pulled out a nice victory, three to one. It was it was pretty fantastic. Me and uh, Roy Boy were in the Airbnb in Boston, and that. Um, that game was at seven, I think forty-five or seven thirty yeah. in the morning Eastern time, so it was uh, not doable uh, in Pacific hours. And uh, funny enough, years ago, when I say years, it's like two-ish, two and a half years ago, when we went to England, we went and saw Ipswich Town versus uh, AFC Wimbledon in Ipswich. So I was like, "Oh, cool! That's a fun little connection." Um, and and then I took off my shirt and I showed people in in Boston my chest, and um, and then the cops came. But that's we'll save that for the other podcast for After Dark. Um, after Dark, and, cool. Yeah. Um, Email but, us uh, at portlandvanity at gmail dot com. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail at five zero three five eight three. Greg's not having fun tonight. He was. Oh my god. He was all. Okay, he was so all let me blow through, earlier let today. Let me blow through the rest of these because Greg sucks. <laughs> Spurs versus Burnley, 1-0 Spurs. Chelsea versus Preston, North End, 4-0 Chelsea. And then the fourth round draws are coming up on – they're all – well, for these, that all we matter about. January 27th at 7 a.m. Greg is screwing with everything right now. Um, Blackburn versus Wrexham. Chelsea versus Aston Villa. Ipswich versus Maidstone United, which is – a mid-table non-league South club. That could be a fun yeah. match to watch. I always love those non-league matches. It's tiny little stadiums, super fun. And you know, it's going to be televised um, and Spurs versus Man City, which is just a shitty match to watch in general. Spurs are going to get knocked out. Dude. If there's any year that you want to play against Man City, it is definitely this year. They are not yeah. in the right headspace. Exactly. And Spurs have a pretty good track record against Man City. Um, and uh, I uh, I feel re- relatively confident that we can 
uh, squeak out a win. Greg, is there anything else that we should discuss? Because your whole vibe is so hurtful on this podcast that I I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah, you just are so dismissive right now. Like you are playing the perfect Randy. Greg, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about roster moves. Yeah, make it happen, Greg. You think we should talk about roster moves? Yeah, make I it happen. Guess. Tell everyone, tell everyone what's happening in the magical world of Timbers. No, Jonathan's the one on the agenda to talk about roster moves. Okay, but we're trying to get you to talk, Greg. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, there are some, I'm going to say, exciting signings. Uh, which are certainly, for me. Yeah, it, at least they are telling of the priorities of, of the new manager. And number one, Kamal Miller coming into us from Canada. Uh, and previously playing at Inter-Miami, so a signing of um, Mr. Neville, uh, which is extremely exciting because I like I, there were some stats in there at one point, but uh, they're now gone. But I was like 650000 in GAM. Um, yeah. And uh, if you listen to any other podcast that is not us that are all better, uh, there are a lot of discussions about how exciting this defender actually is. Um, and certainly – uh, taking over, like, you know, a main starting spot over anyone else who's currently on our roster. Um, so, welcome to Portland, Kamal Miller. This is a great signing. And all I need to know to really know that it's a great signing are the Inner Miami fans' reactions on Twitter. They are pissed. Every, really? every one of them is tweeting at inner Miami ownership the way that we used to tweet at merit calling them fucking idiots. And this is the stupidest move ever and all the good stuff they've done to build the attacking side of the team has basically been undone by this one move. Yes, that's hyperbole, but I don't care. This is a great move. This is exciting. I don't like Ned Grabovoy, but well done on this. Yeah. I am. Um, I think that they can take a little bit of rest on their side of the country just because they signed Luis Suarez and he will at least eat the other players and prevent them from scoring. Well, so taking little have a team full of one year players, you know, what's happening when they all decide to take that the, check and leave. The, the problem, though, Josh, in that instance is that. They are a team of one-year players who have all played together. So this is not like some random ass like – Yeah. Yeah. Suarez is going to play like 12 matches though. Oh, you have lost your mind. Um, He has the hunger of a cannibal Mm -hmm. um, and uh, is – We're not talking about his actual appetite though. He's going to taste the meat, Greg, and then he's going to keep going. (laughs) Like (laughs) – Why does it sound vegetable coming out of your mouth? Yeah. He's going to take a big old slab of MLS meat in his mouth, and he is going to just drive that team. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's what's going to (laughs) happen. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, moving on in terms of signings. Um, we uh, can now move over to what I said was the most important position to address in the offseason, which is what? goalkeeper. This is what I've been talking about for years, and we're finally getting my my dreams are coming true. So everyone must have been listening to this podcast. If they weren't, they were missing out on biting commentary. um, Exactly. And (laughs) 
upwards, <laughs> upwards of almost a thousand people have been listening to this podcast episode by episode. Yeah. I don't know how it's happening, but it's yeah. amazing. Uh, um, so we have three new signings for Keeper. We have Trey Muse coming in from the Charleston Battery, a former Sounders Academy product, um, which is kind of exciting. Uh, Charleston Battery played Phoenix Rising in the USL Cup last year, and Phoenix Rising, I believe, won uh, journalisms. Um, and then the other one is James Pantamis, uh, who is Greek and Canadian, um, and was the starter for what is it, Club de Foot Montreal, whatever the fuck they called themselves when they rebranded. Um, yeah. and it was like, like it just says clubbed foot when you just read it. Um, and uh, that makes me very happy. Uh, and then not yet confirmed. But heavily rumored is Maxime Cropot. Um And if you start to look at all of this, like three new keepers, I'm not sure how or why that would make any sense, but it would imply that Bingham is out. It would also imply that Hunter is also out. Um, and I thought Hunter was going to Europe. Wasn't he going to we, England? I think you made that up on the last episode out of the blue. Right. And I, then, saw it, um, I saw it somewhere. I just can't like, find in, it ever again. In your dreams does not count as actual journalisms. But uh, it would also imply that Alias Ivicic is also out because there is no way in hell the Timbers sign all those players. And there's no way that Trey Muse would leave Charleston Battery to be um, a, a bench player or a bit player for the Timbers when he was just like on the team that made it all the way to the championship. Like, I just have to imagine that's not uh, realistic, well, but he's going to the, be a bench player. If we get Crapo. Right. Um, but that's, but that's still fine because when we have, we have all these leagues to be in this time. Oh, I cannot wait for that summer tournament. We're going to talk about that with Frank Bowley in a minute. Um, but I had to give credit. This was on the internet um, from uh, uh, Nick Garner, who said, uh, hello, 49th parallel, uh, as opposed to the Great Wall of Gambia. And uh, that is the new uh, name of our back line and keyboard. Greg, again, just can't fucking enjoy anything. It's- Zach Ugh. McGraw is not Canadian. I hate he Canadian. plays for the Canadian national team, asshole. He's got a Canadian passport. He's from Redondo Beach, California. Just Whatever, dude. Canadian. And I know he was in the U.S. Army. Uh, yeah, he went He's to the Canadian. same. He went to the same high school I would have gone to if I didn't move in eighth grade. That man when, is. Did not you move because you were poor? Yes, because I was okay, poor. That makes sense. Yeah, and dumb. Um, yeah, <laughs> and unattractive, and unattractive, <laughs> and. Everybody can time? have fun with blah 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 blah. But Zach McGraw's not Canadian. Go on. See, we found Zach the link. Is, is Canadian. Hunter is going to train at Crystal Palace over the win- winter break. What? Yeah. Wait, this is on Reddit. So, is this yeah, even real? <laughs> Everything on Reddit's real. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, this is coming from Jeff Carlisle. I don't know who that is, but it looks official because it's a blurry image. So definitely blurry image, Reddit, um, and random rumor. uh, It doesn't fill the box right. Yeah, uh, certainly an accurate prediction. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I mean, uh, but again, 
even if he doesn't go to Schmistel Schmalis, um, he at least is not going to be playing at PTFC next year. Uh, there's no freaking way. Um, but uh, again, the Maxime Cropo has not yet been uh, officially announced or oh finalized. God, he is so good. I, I would love to get him. Hunter Salt is more Canadian than Zach McGraw is. <laughs> Alaska I mean, that's from Alaska. Yeah. yeah, he's more yeah, Russian. Alaska uh, is the Redondo Beach of <laughs> of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, all right, well, those are exciting signings. Uh, there's tons of rumors, other things, which we'll get to in a second. But the biggest one, and this is a debate that me and uh, Gregorius had on uh, Facebook Messenger, was the Evander. Rumor of going to Flamengo uh, back in Brazil. And I said that if PTFC could make back their money, then they should let him go um, and just call it a wash. And Greg was like, no, bullshit, because if you said he's who we need to build a team around, then we should be building the team around him. And Greg, what I would say in response to you is my – point with the take the 10 million and run was that I didn't think that would be an option. Um, and if it is an option, I don't think Evander ever really fit in last year other than like the few exciting moments. Um, and I wouldn't be sad if Neville, uh, said, yeah, like hey, we can get the 10 and call it an even wash. It's not a good business move, but if you're giving a new coach the ability to build his roster, then I would say it's not a bad move to let him go if if Neville is open. But Greg, I would love to hear your opinion. The history of MLS is littered with players that did incredibly well at other leagues and took a season or a season and a half to get their footing here in the U.S. in MLS. Sebastian Blanco being one of those. His first season with us was fairly underwhelming, and now he's a club legend. You don't set a club record with paying a transfer fee to let him walk after one year unless you are going to make insane amounts of money. And everything that we've heard about this offer coming from Flamenco is they came in well short of what we paid for them. And that's the kind of offer you slam the door in their face for it. You don't even pick up the phone if they call back again. Greg's got a point. You know, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's like if someone put something on the market or like if someone like say if you bought your house for a million dollars and then it's not on the market and someone says I'll give you 600,000 for it. Um, and you're like, dude, fuck you. Um, I, I, I get the I get the comparison. Uh, however, if they can get 10 million for them and there's a plan, go for it. Um, uh, there's been no I, there's been no murmurs of a plan. Yeah, there's no problem with the, him. The closest thing to like murmurs of a plan were the the day and a half of rumors of Gabriel Peck that we saw, which I was going to say I got a little tentatively excited because I really want a goal-scoring winger, and Peck seemed to fit that to a T, but it's been reported now that he's likely going to the Galaxy for around $10 million. So that's a wash. But there's been no 
no murmurs of anything. Well, I mean, we don't. Whatever, Greg. Yeah, you just make make up an argument. Go on. I'm I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> I would love. I, ha- I, I have to pee. I'll be right back. <laughs> I would love to find Gregory Peck. I don't know what he's up to lately, Rebecca. I think you do. I think you do. He's pushing up the daisies. Um, <laughs> I think the only re- like I here's here's where I think it would be worthwhile, and it's really the only thing. If he wants to leave, and he's incredibly unhappy. If Evander doesn't want to be here and he doesn't want to be part of uh, the, the the team for this next season and the, rebuilding that team around him, if he doesn't want any part of it, then you got to let him go. Oh, totally. But, but you still should make some money on it. Yeah, if we make yeah, we have to make money on him. It's just not well. You have to think about it's not just that initial investment. Like there's so much other stuff revolved around him. You know, like we've probably spent an extra million dollars just on advertising and this and that to just get rid of him but and like he it's not like he's like brian fernandez he didn't do anything wrong you know like we haven't even given him a chance yet so i'm on team greg look if you have a good player and you're mls other teams are going to come calling like the fact that there are rumors just means we have real talent. Exactly. If we're going to flip that talent for more money and more talent, cool. You, we You don't let him go for less you paid for him after Yeah, one we year. have to wait till he's about to be great, and then we let him go. Exactly. A, a nominal amount of money. Oh, Jonathan came back. <sighs> That was a pretty fierce pee. Um, I know we heard it from uh, here. Yeah, we heard it from here. Yeah, it was uh, aggressive. Um, I'm not sure the neighborhood's going to be safe after that one. However, I think we should place a wager uh, that I will never follow through on. So we'll just say it now for the fun uh, of the recording of this podcast $20,000. What type of dollars? $1 million. <laughs> yeah. Turkish America. lira. American yeah. dollars. <laughs> uh, I I think I think they sell them. Okay, a bottle of really good whistle pig says they do not sell Evander this season. Okay, and a second bottle of whistle pig says Jonathan never takes accountability. So you're already oh. up two bottles. <laughs> yeah. Or he accepts accountability, and even if I lose, we each owe each other a bottle, and it's a wash. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I love Whistle Pig. It's so good. Um, uh, okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the last few uh, bits of this uh, PTFC uh, update. You already discussed Gabriel Peck uh, and him likely going to the Galaxy. Let's talk about our man, Frank Boley, who I personally loved. Greg hated, surprise, surprise, because he hates hate all him. things that are enjoyable. I didn't um, hate him. I just said he struggled to finish. I yeah. like that my opinion. You, you, just couldn't, you couldn't work him right, could you? Yeah, no. Just you, Once you lose your grip and you start slipping, like the rhythm's all off. That's exactly how it went on the field. I get it. Uh, may I understand exactly what you're talking about. Very grassy field. 
Thank God we're so stupid. <laughs> I don't know what happened with this episode or why I, I'm just taking it down this path. Um, but uh, I'm fine with it. Um, the path of no return is what they might say. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Just, oh, just, this is what just, they want. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> Just finish everything up. Go. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has signed a two-year deal with San Luis in Liga Emekis, Uh and I think it would be very fun if we got matched with them in the summer, summer tournament. Um, right. I would love to see him come back to to play at Providence Park or wherever we get matched up with, and they're playing in Mexico. We're all going. Rebecca, you're invited because you're on the podcast right now. So, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, other news. Timbers are getting a third kit. Which is very exciting. Um, I, I wonder think, what it'll look like. I can't wait to buy a bootleg from China. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, the 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 grandmother's couch uh, China bootleg you bought is one of my favorite bootlegs ever. It is so remarkably good. Poor uh, that I don't know um, uh, how to otherwise classify it, but it's uh, it's exactly what I envision when it's like Chinese bootleg kit, um, but. Uh, I'm excited, and I'm still struggling for whenever they do a kit announcements of not only the third, but our regular kit, and uh, wearing it with the, the stupid new sponsor. So I think I'm just going to double down all of my cash and buy uh, continued no-pity uh, Timbers Army kits that are made by Umbro, which are very, very nice. Yes, and they're true to size, and they fit delightfully. And go team. Support the Timbers Army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the there's a Twitter account that is a fake Phil Neville account. It's um, at Faux Fizzer, um, F-A-U-X-F-I-Z-Z-E-R. And uh, I don't know who's in charge of that, but it's very funny. They did um, they did tag us uh, on, a, on a recent tweet. But uh, I hope that we uh, get to engage with that account throughout the rest of this season. That is going to be very fun. I hope it's like <laughs> another like Merit Paulson Googling account on Twitter or at least some type of equivalent. Um, and, uh, I am now also an admin on PTFC Wonderland, which I don't know how that happened. I just woke up and it said, uh, you, you should be an admin. And I was like, dope. Uh, so that's going to be, um, uh, that's going to be a, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. You got big plans for that dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> just going to sit back and watch the glory. That's <laughs> Mm-hmm. Leave all other admins and just be the only one. <laughs> I'm gonna make you an admin, Josh. Yes, I already have. I already am an admin for what was it? The Wonderland After Dark. Remember when all that happened? And then oh, I made everyone yeah. join an admin. And the first thing they all sort of collectively did was get rid of me as the admin. <laughs> so I lost my own page. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. When everyone's an admin, nothing can go wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a good idea. I'm just gonna gonna bide my time in there and see what I can do to contribute to the to the community. Um, and then, Greg, do you have anything that you want to sign off with? Uh, Ryan Clark, we fucking loved you being the beat writer on uh, for the Argonian on the Timbers and Thorns. Uh, you will be greatly missed. I am personally thrilled you're going to stick with the podcast 
Soccer Made in Portland, and I will be reaching out to you to join this podcast again sometime, probably sooner than later. Maybe preseason. Ryan on the street. Yeah. So thank you for everything you've done for the club, Ryan. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't apologize for me referring to you as Joseph Goebbels when you interviewed um, um, Gavin Wilkinson um, because I feel like you let him get away with whatever and he interviewed himself with your words. But I did grow to love you. Um, And um, as I said in the last episode, I would bed you if you'll have me. Um, and, um, just send me a message on my DMs. See how it goes. I don't actually even know who he is. So there's the Brian Clark or Joseph Goebbels. (laughs) Dude, they're both fucking rad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I I did tell Ryan on joke. I did tell Ryan on Twitter that his, uh, what was it? His beef Wellington he had her for Christmas was not even fit for a dog. So that was fun. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, I mean, like in all seriousness, he was a, a, a great beat writer for the, uh, for the Timbers and the Thorns and very active. Uh, I love that he was not specifically a fan of either team or even the sport when he joined Oregonian and clearly has, you know, bought into not only the teams, but the culture and the vibe. Um, and I'm very excited that the Oregonian is going to continue to host and produce um, Soccer Made in Portland. It is, again, like when you look at podcasts for the Portland Timbers and Portland Thorns, that is the most up to date with actual information and commentary that's like worth listening to. And then there's more Sonic if you're bored and you feel like smacking your face against the wall repeatedly. You can put that on, even though it's still better than ours. Um, and um, and our friends Outer Roses too, um, kind of like the the guy that's like at the party. Um, so and then you have us. Um, I don't. What, how would you even classify us if like we were in a in a meeting with all these podcasts? Would we be like the people fucking like the, stupid? We're probably yeah, like, the no, like the the guy that already graduated high school that came back to town and went to the high school <laughs> parties, and everyone's <laughs> laughing at them like they're fucking losers. <laughs> but they think they're the kings, right? We so we think like yeah, because we got a hairy yeah. chest and a Camaro. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. it's like Billy Madison, dude. It's exactly we're still, right. We're yeah. still wearing our Letterman jackets five years later. Totally. <laughs> and I'm working at, working at the gas station. Um, uh, yeah. That uh, that makes that that totally tracks. That is absolutely us. And then, all right. So uh, Re- Rebecca has uh, some input. I think. <laughs> oh, I saw it as a party down situation where you were the, work for the caterers. You don't own the company. You just. Work for the caterers. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. That is actually would be an upgrade. Taking out the trash. Um, that's still like my favorite review of us ever. Is like. Your drunk uncle who sometimes uh, get, no your your uncle who sometimes gets embarrassingly drunk, uh, and I was like that is a very accurate representation <laughs> of the the content of uh, of, of this podcast. But totally, um, Rebecca, thank you again so much for for joining us and and hanging out with this stupid crew of idiots. Um, do you have any any f- final final parting words before Josh does another well rehearsed outro? <laughs> uh start looking into the new thorns defender i'm excited 
Ooh. Yeah. I know. I know. We need to see what she's capable of. Wait, are you implying that you weren't paying attention to this entire podcast and you were instead researching Thorns Defenders? Oh, is that why I was here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Ipswich, really... Ipswich Buddies FC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, well, Josh, where and how do they reach us? So, we got good music, and I'm going to start telling you about stuff right now. We have a Spotify playlist. It is just search Radio Free PVSP. <laughs> Everyone is dancing. <laughs> you can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. Our Instagram is Portland Vanity. Twitter, PDX Vanity Soccer. Our Reddit is just whatever hot mess that is under <laughs> um, Timbers. <laughs> And we are now available on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, and everywhere else you choose to listen to podcasts. Thank you, and have a delightful eve. Yeah. Oh, wait. Or day. Rebecca, I, did, I, I yeah. screwed this up. You get to what? pick the closing track. What is your okay. favorite song from 1990? Closing time. Not that. Um, Greg, what nope. did you end up picking of the three I sent? Oh, no. Am I supposed to pick? Let's do the, the good one. What was the good one? <laughs> hold on. Well, hold the on, first hold one. On. All right. All right. It was. Uh, I know which one. Richard Cheese's <laughs> cover of. Yes. Belbin yes. DeVoe's Do Me. Richard Cheese. Oh, I love him. I forgot all about it. Right. Done. Don't forget Lounge Against the Machine. Lounge Against the Machine. I saw him live like twice, too. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. This is from the album Aperitif for Destruction. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Season five off to a great start. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Um, so right, first well, episode can... of the season and our last episode ever. You can dome in the morning, you can dome in the night, you can dome when you want to dome. You can dome. It's not dome, it's doomy. It's doomy. It's do me. Do me. Two separate words. D O and then M E. Do me. Do me. Big hit. Bell Biff DeVoe. Do me. Not dome. Do me. Well, fuck you! And, and fuck this! And fuck this! And fuck this! And fuck this cat! And fuck this door! I'm Richard fucking Cheese! So fuck
That's lunch. Talked a lot about Greg's balls, so. I mean, what time did you guys get here? Does it really matter? We were just checking up on his balls. We care. (laughs) When you say you were checking up on them, you were not checking down on them. No, we're checking up on them. So you're them on the camera, and we inspected them to make sure everything was good. And we decided they were good. Rebecca said everything was good. <laughs> was there was there her a exact words? Yummy. Everything looks great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rebecca is not a doctor. <laughs> oh my god! You don't doctor need to be with Greg. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> Greg is his own physician. Um, yeah. uh, wow, that's amazing. All right, where are we at time? I'll wait until the minute mark, and then we will start. Welcome, penis, to the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Wiener, 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 wiener. Okay, I guess. All right, we'll try it again at one minute and thirty seconds. Is I think when we'll we'll start that one more time. Thanks for coming, Rebecca. Clearly a good use of your time. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I really like where that Frank Bully conversation was going. That was, it was getting real weird, real quick. Uh, And like Greg and I went into a one upland, which was even (laughs) better because if you're going to win, you might as well try to really win. But I didn't want to like Josh. Oh, that's a cut from the outtake. That's not making it. That's ready for the backyard episodes. Um, uh, Backyard sessions. That's going on Greg's. You can never run for public office. Disc drive. Yeah. All right. You guys want to hear the fun? We're still recording. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Um, This is uh, all the stuff not to be shared. um, But we are. Dicks, 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 dicks. Fish dicks? <laughs> Fish dicks. <laughs> uh, real, real Josh is on mute there. Greg, are you going to talk about it or am I talking about it? Greg. Okay, where can you find us? <laughs> Come on. Jonathan, we talk about it. 